Welcome to episode 65 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse James Munro, and tonight I'm joined by Keelan the Kid Simpson hey. and Lorne Deadeye McLean. How you guys oh. going? Yeah, good. You I like our names. Them- yeah, they were thematically appropriate for, for, the, for this episode. Yeah, and you also, like you're, you're for subtly for. hitting on the other goal that I had to reconnect with my youth. So thank you, Jesse. Right. Yeah. So for audio listeners, Keelan normally has a, a lot. I'm going to say a luscious beard. Because when I think of a luscious beard, no. I think of like a, a Zach Galifianakis. It's, okay. it's, it's a spotty, patchy piece of shit. It's like a stump. I honestly Long don't remember what it even looked like before. <laughs> it was long facial hair, but he's cut it. He's trimmed it. And he just, just has, has a moustache, which is disturbing because you said, this is. I want to kind of like, you know, uh, reconnect with the youth and your idea is a moustache that's red flags Jesse when I was a teenager uh, the 13 year old Keelan all that I had was just a few wispy whiskers on my moustache I can vouch so, for that so you can see what I mean right I'm I remember the moustache you used to have it was um not good yeah, my teacher made me shave it in like year, I don't know, 10. He, he Does that said, happen I, much? Wait, what did do you mean your teacher make you shave it? Yeah, he said, you can't come to school like this. You've got to shave that. Get rid of it, mate. This is in New Zealand. It was a Catholic school. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Wait, does God oh, yeah. not like moustaches? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's known yeah. for his beard. <laughs> it's a full luscious beard, though. That's a good... It's holy. Jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's jealousy. If you can't yeah. match him, you can't have one. Mm, fair enough. It's a shame. Just the theory. I know nothing about religion, despite having gone to a Catholic school. Anyway, Lorne, how are you doing? I'm okay. My cat is meowing very loudly at the door. I have tea. You do have tea, and I have a new shelf, which holds all my shelf. goodies, including I... a skull vase, which I bought. And I put a little skull vase, and I can see a a twenty one pilots vinyl, as they call mm. it. I have two vinyls, two vinyl records. One is Trench by Twenty One Pilots. I don't have a record player, but I have a vinyl. The second one is uh, Paint My Wagon. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. I think it's a soundtrack for the movie that has that song in it. That I got. For Christmas. I, I'm just thinking of the Simpsons now. The Simpsons yep. one. Yeah. Yep. That's it. To be fair, I had like I had a bunch of records before I bought a, a record player, and I have a record player, and I just don't use it. I just like the records. See, I am open to getting one, but I also don't like. I mean, I'm the I'm I just walk in the house and I just tell Google to play music. You know, like I'm happy. Thanks. I'd be happy to like listen to it for sure. But I honestly think the effort of going ahead and doing it is just not going to happen at all in the slightest. Well, speaking about having to do too many things to perform simple task, today's topic yeah. is Red Dead Redemption. Well, the Red Dead, the Red Dead-iverse? The Red Dead, Red Dead Cinematic Red Dead, Universe. Red Dead. The RDCU. The RDGU, the Red Dead Gaming Universe. Yeah. Um, to celebrate 11 years of uh, Red Dead Redemption. The original one came out 11 years ago, so we're all, we're all so, so old. But we thought, hey, it'd be a good chance to do a bit of a retrospective, a Red Dead retrospective. 
um, on the series as a whole. Obviously, probably not stopping too much on some of the early on, on the early game Revolver, but I know we definitely have a fair bit to say about the Redemption games because Keelan. I, I know Keelan's a big fan, but uh, Lord, one of the first kind of things I found out about you was how much you like Red Dead horses. You like horses. Horse physics. Got good horses. I also want it does. As part of every game we, we go through, so we're going to go through Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead yep. Revolver, sorry, Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, Revolver, and Touch on Undead Nightmare. Mm. Um, I want your horse review, okay, oh, on each yeah. on each game, just throwing mm. that at you. Yeah. But, start off, Red Dead Revolver, the little game that I didn't play. Now, this was initially developed by Angel Studios with Capcom's money back in 2000, and uh, mm-hmm. the original concept for it involved wizards and flying cowboys. Hell it looked, yeah. It looked pretty like goddamn it. cool. I saw the trailer. Amazing. Now, that didn't go anywhere. Oh, the, the trailer's so cheesy. It's so good. <laughs> but that didn't go anywhere. Um, and then when Take-Two bought out Angel Studios, who were working on it, um, back in 2003, they also... Oh, they turned Angel Studios for one into Rockstar Games, which I think we're all aware of them. Uh, they also grabbed the license to Red Dead and revived the title. So in the release version, instead of Wizards and Flying Cowboys, you play as Red Harlow, who was a $2 Clint Eastwood. Um, as he tracks down the outlaws, he killed his parents. It was just a linear sort of cover-based shooter. It introduced Deadeye, which works kind of like Vats in Fallout. And that's pretty much all I know about it. Now, have either of you guys played Red Dead Revolt, where it all began? No. Yeah. No. no, I didn't even know it existed um, for a long time. Actually, like it just wasn't even on my radar. I always saw the the carburet, um, and it was intriguing because the dude looks real intense on it. But it was never enough to make me like pick the game up in store, and mm. certainly never enough for me to warrant looking it up on the internet or anything like that. So I had no idea it existed. Yeah, it, it, I knew it was out, but I remember around the same time, Gun came out. Did anyone play Gun? Gun. I remember it Gun. Was, that was for Xbox 360 and was it was PS3 as well? PS2. PS2 or PS3, whichever, whichever era it was. But I remember getting that from Video Easy instead of Red Dead. And I'm kind of glad I did because it was open world. And from what I know of Revolver... Revolver has a better storyline to it, but look, a lot of PS2 games, I was playing it for the wackiness of it. And all I remember is in Gun, when you beat all like the stuff after the game, you do all these little mini quests and stuff like that, you can get a big demon horse that you ride around on and you have a shotgun that shoots out dynamite. Yeah, mm. I'm here for that. That sounds that like was a pretty good, cool. good end. Mm. But from what I've seen of Revol- Revolver, do my research on it, it just seemed... It seemed very run of the mill, yeah. and it kind of makes sense because it did go through you know two development cycles from two different companies. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Rockstar hadn't really established what they were. Yeah, that they was were, real they were early. Rockstar, they were uh, table tennis. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Redemption was uh, uses the same engine they used in their table tennis game. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. that Dude, tennis game, like nice. Has anyone played the Rockstar table tennis game? Yeah. Yep. Is it? I is it. it good? Yeah, it actually is. I spent a, a great deal of a great deal of time playing that one when I was um, when I was a bit younger. No, it was it was like 
You know when every now and again you just really want to play a game that's just like like Peggle? I fucking love Peggle. Dude, yeah. Peggle is Peggle screw this podcast. Let's just do Peggle Podcast. Peggle, Peggle Cast. Peggle Cam. Peggle Cam. Um, no, yeah, it was just one of those games you just want to like cleanse the palate, you know, after you've had a had a bit of a bit of a, a, a tough time playing other games. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I like that. Jesse. That was I my look, review. I looked into uh, Red Dead Revolver and oh, man, like all the videos that I saw, I'm just like, mm, this looks very, it's very arcadey and it's very like of that era, like game design, like it's a yeah. level and it's a linear and you go down the level and you go and you follow the thing and you shoot the bad guys and then you go to the end and then you get to a boss battle and then you kill the mm-hmm. boss and then you do the same thing, rinse and repeat. Dude, that that doesn't yeah. seem like something that that you could play now. Like you can't. It, it is could have just been now. like almost like an on rails shooter. They could have just changed it up a little bit. I mean, the yeah. demo system was interesting at the time. But yes, yeah. But I mean, <sighs> you know, Max Payne had done something similar yeah. as well, like before um, Revolver came out. Exactly. Um, I guess Revolver yeah, just kind of built on it. Life as well um ironic because you know max Payne became a, a rockstar franchise later mm. and they perfected that whole slow motion dead eye system in max mm-hmm. Payne 3 Man, rockstar so did some good drafting with some of the games they picked up yeah right just some small just small unknown titles they're just like oh our table tennis game will take off yeah <laughs> but let's throw red dead revolver into the trash where it belongs okay it's not that bad but still yeah red dead redemption uh came out in 2010 which is a, a spiritual successor to red dead revolver though dan Houser has come out and said they they are it's a spiritual successor but these games kind of exist in their own universes a little bit they're not canonically connected now the game takes place in 1911 during the decline of the american old west and the mexican revolution introduces introduces us to john marston who was tasked um, on killing the last remaining members of his old gang in return for the safe return of his family who's been taken in by the Bureau of Investigation. Look, I didn't play Redemption either. I only jumped on Redemption 2. But I know you two really, I can't believe really enjoyed Redemption. Why didn't you? Why don't you play it? I don't know. It, 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 it's kind of weird that I didn't play it. I'm just trying to think. It, is. it could have been... One of those lulls where I didn't play many games. What did it come out on? Did it come out on everything? It came out on everything yeah. at the time. PS3, 360 as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, I got no clue. I just wasn't cool. Uh, it's That's, no that's a really strange okay. call, Jesse, that you never played but, this game. To be fair, a cowboy is like... Cowboys aren't something that really like piques my interest. And it's it kind of weird that this game did so well. Because 2010... I think it's a big factor of word of mouth, you know. Yep. Yeah. Massive also, factor of word of mouth. It's Rockstar as well. This is after mm. GTA 4, which like made records, you know, like the yeah. sales numbers that, that they did true. there. Um, so you put that name everywhere on your branding and phew, you, you're gold. They spent mm. a lot on this game as well. And it shows. Oh, yes. yeah. It, this is a major, this is a major, major jump forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what made you guys? Uh, yeah, like I said, I think I just looked at them like cowboys. Eh, eh. <laughs> whatever. Give me like a laser robot. What made you guys want that. to play? 
And what yeah, did you think about when it was you also in, I mean, that was also in kind of the weird time, you know, I feel like 2010 or that, that kind of era of like Xbox 360 and whatnot had like a really interesting amount of games that came out that I, I feel like so many of them were hit and miss um, and have become like cult classics and all that kind of stuff. So I think it, it did come out at, a, at an odd time. But um, I um, it caught my attention while on <laughs> my schoolies um, when I was uh, paying, playing World of Warcraft Cataclysm with about 12 people in a lounge room of, of, of a friend whose parents had gone away on holidays. So <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So we, uh, we were playing World of Warcraft Cataclysm. We, um, I remember... All the guys um, got their big boxes of it, all lined them up in a row and took selfies in front of them to uh, showcase how great we were. And then everyone had their computers, massive land set up. And then in between, in between like going through that, um, there was Hot Tub, where everyone, everyone got in a hot tub. And then there was also Red Dead Redemption. So there were times when um, we were like almost like working shifts trying to get through Cataclysm, going through these different areas and discovering the world of Azeroth that had been destroyed. Keelan knows what's up. Um, Sorry, I just love, like, your schoolies was basically that meme of, like, you know, what my parents think I'm doing. It's like, you know, (laughs) doing body shots and lining cocaine on the beach. And what I was actually doing, just, you know, you you and your mates giving the thumbs up in front of a bunch of boxes of World of Warcraft. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even more dangerous. It was one of those, like, I don't know, like... so obviously, like we said last week, I'd just been finishing watching Breaking Bad and there's the part where um, Jesse can't be alone in his house due to his, well, PTSD. So he invites all the meth heads over and they're all asleep and he's just like, wake up and like throws money and gets them all to wake up. So they make noise and he feels like he's got people surrounding him. It was like that, but everyone was passed out due to uh, lack of sleep for Cataclysm. And then the one person who was staying awake and continuing playing was just like, Guys, I found this cool thing, and we all ah, we all got the computer. Anyway, in the background was Red Dead Redemption. Right? Wild. And so everyone was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like at that point, I'd kind of gotten back into console gaming um, with my boyfriend at the time, but I still wasn't quite there yet. You know, like I was kind of getting roused into it. I didn't have my own 360. I still had a PlayStation Two, and then like the Wii and my PC. So I wasn't quite getting into it yet. And then. One of the um, the girlfriends of somewhat of one of the other guys who were there was playing Red Dead Redemption. I remember looking over and I saw her lasso a cow and it, it took like the lasso. She, she did it and it was it was good. And she got dragged around by this cow and the cow beat up John Marston. And I was like, what, oh, what yeah. is that? What is this game? So I took a break um, and I went over there and I was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? And she was like, I don't know. I'm lassoing this cow. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this game. And I remember she put it down because she was bored and she wanted to go kill some kind of cataclysmic things. Um, and then I picked up the controller and I just remember like touching the the um, the left bumper and the weapon wheel came up. And I hadn't played Grand Theft Auto 4, which I think it was, was a part of that because it wasn't a part of San Andreas, which I'd played previously. Uh, In- I want to say yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, this was my first experience with a weapon wheel. And I remember it coming up and John going in slow motion as you were like, get to pick your weapon. And I was like, what is this mechanic? This is an amazing addition to video games. 
And I just, I run around like crazy for about half an hour, just like on my own. Everyone else is back doing cataclysm things. And I just, I got lost in this cowboy world for probably only like half an hour, but it was enough to let like me go back in. Um, I went to my, my brother's place at the time and I walked in and I saw um, his wife had Red Dead on the wall. And I was like, that's the game. That's the game I played. I played that game. What is this game? Why don't I play it? And she was like, here. And she put it in and she was probably just past Armadillo. Sorry, this is a very long-winded explanation. Um, just past Armadillo, which is pretty early in the game. And like, oh my God, she just like let me sit there and play for hours. And like, I was whew, in love, in Incredible. love with it. I had to get it straight away and I had to, ah. Oh, I like oh. how like, when parents send their kids off to school, they worry they're going to come back with like a needle in their arm or they've been beat up or robbed or whatever. Yeah. And you've come home with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten yeah, gallon hat and a lasso. <laughs> oh, Mom, no. dad, I want land. <laughs> yeah. Keelan, how about you? How, how did you feel when you first played the game? Um, I picked the, well, I didn't pick the game up. Um, at the time, I was also. Did you steal it off somebody else? I was also doing cataclysm things. Um, oh yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was that was happening, um, but no, I played the game. Um, I think it came out relatively kind of early in the year, and I had a good friend of mine, Naresh. Shout out, man! He mm-hmm. was awesome. He always bought these like new games that came out. The reason I played Mass Effect is because of Naresh. Um, so he just let me borrow these games when he was done with them. He's like, Hey man, you should check this out. You'll probably like it. You like sci-fi. And he's like, Hey dude, this game's pretty great. Like it's probably maybe not your thing, but you really should try it out. And it's by the same people made GTA. I bounced off GTA four really hard because it was slow and frustrating and clunky. Mm. And, um, didn't like bowling. Driving. That driving. Yeah. It didn't feel good to play. Like, like mechanically, I didn't like interacting with the world. Um, Red Dead, I put it in and immediately the first thing you do, you're on this, um, you, you're on a train or something. And there are these two old ladies talking about how their fathers have like captured the land and how they've brought civilization to the savages of the, of the Americas and all this kind of shit. And it's got this interesting tone immediately. Like I'm fascinated, like their delivery was fantastic. Um, and you're playing this, you know, strong silent type John Marston. I'm like, okay, cool. This is interesting. They explained it all like pretty early on. And then you'll let go and you can go and interact with the world. And all of a sudden it's not clunky. It's not like weird and slow and frustrating. It's smooth and you can do what you want to do and you can get where you want to go quickly, but not too quickly. Um, so the moment that I got a horse and I was free to kind of explore the world i'm like shit i'm sold this is it this is it for me this is now, I'm, going, I'm going to base a lot of my thoughts on red dead 2 because that's on a plate is the world how big is the world in in, in the first redemption half of it's in red dead 2 <laughs> yeah oh, it is it is isn't it yeah it is it's yeah. there but it's, it's smaller all- than the second one though it's small in the yeah. second one, but it does include a big chunk on the bottom, which is Mexico, which you can't play in Red Dead 2. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, I remember in, in Red Dead 2, when it first came out, a lot of people were mentioning something about Mexico and they thought you'd be able to go there and stuff like that because you couldn't the old one. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What did you guys think about John Marston and like the story at, oh. at large? Oh my gosh. I loved, love John Marston. Love, love, love. I think he is just such, um, such a charismatic and charming character for like a uncivilized Western kind of, kind of type of game. Mm. Um, I loved his, his voice actor was, is really good. Like, he's fantastic. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, I agree really with that. good. Um, and I was very surprised, but like I loved it, but very surprised he actually did come back for Red Dead 2. Um, but yeah, no, he's such, he was my favorite character for such a long time. Such yeah. a long time. This, this was one of the first games to actually like fully shock me, like, um, by the ending. And I think that's due to obviously how much of a wonderful protagonist he is and how much you just love playing as him. Mm. And feel feel things feel you know, things for him. Like for for me, I picked up the game and I looked at the cover and I looked at the title. Kind of put two and two together at that point, so I kind of knew where the ending was headed. But Marston the whole time is so freaking reluctant. Everything that he does, he's like, God, I'll fucking do it if I have to. I'll do it if I have to. I hate doing it. This doesn't make me a bad man. I'm a good man because I'm doing this for the right reasons. And it's fantastic the Mm -hmm. way that that comes across in the actor's um, portrayal of the character. It's just, it's awesome. He just wants to be a rancher. He just wants to be a rancher. The game's 11 years old. Go nuts with spoilers, okay? Thank God, okay. Spoil away. (laughs) What... Now tell me what makes what makes the story good. Is is there like something at the end? I I, I need this. Ruin it for me. And will there well, be a sequel? Because Red Dead Redemption Two, the prequel. No. Yeah. So do you not know what Jesse? What do you know about it? Obviously, you'd know it all, right? Like um, you, you would have read about it and heard about it in other podcasts and all this kind of stuff. No, I knew nothing. Oh. Red Dead Red Dead aside from Redemption Two, Red Dead's a yeah. bit of a blind spot for me. Um, all right. Okay, all I right. I got Cowboys. Here, here we go. I'm guessing. Go for it, Lauren. Here we go. So, all right, let me just give, I'll give a really as brief as I can overview of the story and I might forget a, bu- a bunch of shit because, okay, so so John Marsden is obviously um, pulled aside by these federal marshals. They've taken his family, his wife Abigail and his son Jack, taken them hostage um, in, like you said, return to, uh, for killing his previous gang members. So the gang members being Bill Williamson, Dutch Vandalin, Javier Escuela, and someone else? Am I, who am I missing? I'm missing someone. I feel like there's I someone else. I think those else. are the main ones. It's Javier and Bill that he's after mainly, and then Dutch eventually. Yeah, and the, yeah definitely Dutch. I think, John, look, to be honest, John's probably the fourth one. Um so anyway, there's this gang, and so throughout it, you just know that that John was in a gang, and but now he's a family man. He's got a he's got a ranch. He's got a son, like a teenage son. He's about fifteen, um, and all he wants to do is get back to his ranch. And if he has to go ahead and kill for it, then he's got to kill for it. And you go up and you find uh, Bill Williamson to start off with, and he you go to you go to kill him. You go to say like, oh, you know, I've got to you've got to come with me, and um, he shoots you. And you're laying there dying on the ground and you get taken in by this lovely lady, Bonnie McFarlane, taken back to her ranch and she fixes you up and she's like, you know, she knows you're not a bad man. Um, She knows that obviously you are 
an outlaw. You look like an outlaw and you seem like an outlaw, but you, you're not, you know, you're not a, you're not a bad man. You're a good man. Um, and so she kind of takes you in and she, uh, um, takes you under her wing and she shows you around the towns nearby and gets you a horse and you kind of grow this relationship with her. And it's this really interesting relationship where you kind of feel that there's chemistry between them, but John's got a wife mm. and Bonnie kind of is, is a bit like, you know, I, I'm waiting for a man and she kind of I'm wants a John. fair Southern Belle. <laughs> Southern Belle. And she kind of, she kind of I like. I can't be around you, Mr. Moss. <laughs> Oh, you met me so hot and bothered, Mr. Master. Oh, I do believe I'm getting the vapors. She's the opposite of that. She's freaking awesome. She's no, yeah, she's awesome. She is awesome. But you can tell her some kind of chemistry. She can, uh, she can fend for herself. Basically, is um, is what is what it all is. So anyway, you're going around as John Marston. You kind of, yeah, um, going off to hunt. And please, Keelan, interject because I've forgotten a lot of the story. Um. You're going off to hunt your your former former gang members, and as you go, you find these strangers along the way. You find the same like stuff in Red Dead Two. These stranger missions. Um, yeah. Oh, there's some amazing ones in there. Mm. Um, and yeah, you go to these these old old towns like Armadillo, and and um, you go to Stra- I think you still go to Strawberry in this one. I think that's kind of the connection on the end there. I have no idea. Um, anyway, so as you're going through to uh, get the bad guys. Um, you kind of knock them off one by one over time of the game. Um, and there's there's other various stories like with Bonnie and, and other people that um, intertwine. But as you get towards the end, you go after Dutch, um, who was obviously the ringleader from Red Dead 2. And he has this really interesting end where he... he kills himself <laughs> just like yeah. you finally kind of get to him in the end um you've gone down to mexico to kill javier you've you've killed bill williamson along the way and you get to dutch up in the mountains up in the grizzlies um chase him uh, down into a cave up on yep. a cliff mm-hmm. up Oof. on a cliff give this big old speech um and then he just falls backwards off the end and um once you do that, so it, like you work with the the federal marshals at some point to um to try and capture them all basically, and then he, he kind of goes on his own. Um, Dutch kind of goes by uh, his own regard in, in for his death, and they say, "All right, then, no worries. Thanks for doing this. You're able to head back to your family. They're back at your ranch. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your effort." John goes oh, back God. there, and you get to live. A nice little life at the ranch. You get to do these missions where you take Jack, who's he's like a he's a schoolboy, you know, like he wants to read books instead of fire guns. Um, and yeah, and you know, you take him and you show him how to do ranching. And you got Uncle. Uncle lives with you from Red Dead Two. Silly old Uncle. And you do, you know, just just general missions, going to town, you know. Man, I'm getting chills, Lauren. Like thinking of <laughs> wait, yeah. so like. The story ends and then it continues just you doing, like, the mundane of his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. live like, you know? it, like, you go, like, end? You didn't get to the end of Red oh. Dead 2, did you, Jesse? So I, I got up to the the uh, epilogue. Epilogue, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was going to be, like, half an hour long. And then no, when it was about like 90 minutes, hours, and I'm like, no, I am done. And we'll get to my thoughts of, like, why I was so fucking done by the end of red dead 2 yeah but no i i I, I couldn't do it i couldn't but this game the epilogue took me about six months i'm not gonna lie like it it literally took me a long ass time but is that what it is like in redemption it's just like 
monotonous? No. 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 So you basically, so my feel for it, right? You've gotten back this beautiful music plays as soon as as soon as Dutch dies, they go. All right, your family's back home. This beautiful song plays as you're riding through these these snowy mountaintops to get to your ranch in Blackwater. You're riding there. You get there. You see Abigail. She comes out of the thing. She's angry as fuck. She slaps you across the face and she goes, "How dare you? How dare you let us get captured? You asshole! You're supposed to protect this family." And you're like, "You're a cowboy, right, things, not a cow man." Worth, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, John so Marston, anyway, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a gun. Um, yeah, you do these mundane tasks. You help out around the ranch. You build some stuff. You take Jack hunting. And then um, suddenly the, the, the feds come for you. I think you're doing like a mission. And you're just, doing a mission, you, yeah. You're doing something. You think you're doing one thing, but then yeah. all of a sudden the feds are there. They're at exactly. your ranch. The feds are there. They're, they're, you're inside the house. You're protecting your family. There's a big shootout at the front. Uncle gets killed. Um, beloved uncle with lumbago. He gets killed. Um, you know, he's got some sad last moments. And um, you Die. and you take Abigail, your wife, and Jack. Well, sorry. John takes Abigail and and... Jack back into a barn. He puts them on a horse and he says, you go and you ride like hell. You don't look back. And they go, John, wait, no, dad, no. Oh my God. And he goes, you get out. And then all of a sudden John sees him go. He takes a few deep breaths and he turns around in the barn and there's a barn door in front of you and you wait for a second. You push it open and they're all standing there with their guns pointed at you. And he stands there and he looks and then dead eye comes up. And you get to shoot as much Ooh. of these federal marshals as you can. And as soon as that's done, they rail you and you get fucking torn to shreds by bullets. It's like Robocop style. That's really yeah. cool. That's yeah. Re- okay. Yeah. Right? It's, hang awesome. on. Not done, Jesse. Not yeah. done. Right? It, gets, it gets better. Oof, it gets better. So anyway, John is standing there. He's coughing. He's, he's on his knees. He's fallen down. And they're like, all right, we did it. Cool. That was the last gang member. We got the gang, guys. Um... And they're all chuffed. They're as chuffed as hell. Then it turns to Jack and you're Jack, 15-year-old Jack, riding the horse with your mum on it. You hear the gunshots and she goes, we got to go back. We got to go back. So you turn the horse around and you ride straight back there. You find John dead on the ground. You cradle him. You know, you, you cry. Everyone's crying. Jack's crying. Abigail's crying. John is dead. Uncle's dead. Everyone's dead. They've, they've Feds are pissed off. They've done their duty. And then... It shows John Marston's grave above a cliff looking over the, the cabin, sorry, the, the ranch, and it shows Abigail's grave next to it. She died a few years later. And it shows Jack Marston, a young teenage, 20-year-old or so outlaw with John Marston's hat. He's got his guns. He's got his horse. And then you play as Jack. You just pick up the rest of the For game. For how long do you play as Jack? As long as you want, man. But listen, here's the Wait, thing. Wait, are, are there Jack I, missions? There are some Jack missions. So what it's kind of like, fuck? hang on, hang on. It's kind of like the end of, okay. It's kind of like you get to, um, you get to ride around. You kind of get to see the world now in this post post. It's, it's like 1919 at this point or something like that, like 1917. So it's been about five or six years since John Marston has died. Um, 
And there are these missions you can you go around, you hear certain bits and pieces about how the world has gone, you know. Um, Have you heard about the new uh, iPad? You, yeah, you read the paper and you see that um, Bonnie McFarlane is married, a wealthy man oh. that, you know, just because just she could, I guess she got married off. Um, and as you jack, once you get to a certain mission, so there are certain stranger missions around the place, right? But you find one of them specifically and they're talking about this man named Ed- Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright? No, that's the, that's the writer, that's the, Edgar Ross. Yeah, no, but, no Ed, <laughs> Edgar no, Ross. As far as I'm concerned, Edgar Wright. You have to go find Edgar Wright. <laughs> Sorry, Edgar Ross. Edgar Ross. And he's he's the Fed. He's one of the Feds who um, took you in the mission. He's a hot fuzz, so, if you will. In fact, he's in the he's in Red Dead Redemption too. You get to see him as a young guy. Anyway, so you're looking for Edgar Ross, and Jack's like, "Where can I find him?" And they're like, "Yeah, I think he's usually down at, at the lake." You go down to the lake and you find it. They find the wife, and he's like, "Where's where's Edgar Ross?" And she goes, "Oh, he's he's down fishing in Mexico. He likes to fish." Um, so then you go down to Mexico, which is a fuck like it, it is like the opposite end of the map. Like literally, you have to ride from this top end all the way down to Mexico to find Edgar Ross. You get there, you say, "Edgar Ross, I'm Jack Marston," and he goes, "Oh, I see. You know, I, I get it. I understand what's happening now." Knows why he's there. Knows why he's there. They, um, you get to duel and you get to, uh, you, you, the canon ending is you, you know, you finish off Edgar Ross. You, you, he's killed your father and then now you kill him. And it's this sad part where when you kill him, he falls and he goes, and all of that, he's dying. He falls into the river, his blood goes down. And Jack looks at him, looks at his gun, and he's just like, all right. And then, you know, puts the gun away and it's like, Shit, man, he became the exact person John never wanted him to become, you know? He that's had that. to turn, he he came and, and that's it. That's the canon ending. The actual the credits roll for a second time when you do that. You but you can continue playing the game as Jack. Forever uh, and, then, now. and then Jack has a son and you play as him, and then Jack's son has a daughter and you play as then her. it's Alan Noir. And then it's yeah. fucking two thousand and ten, yeah. and then you go out bowling with Nico in genuinely yes. think that <laughs> that was like incredibly powerful though, to see the end of of Jack's story, being able to mm. follow it through yourself as a player and yeah. to make that choice. That's yeah. the like, thing, like work your damn neck. Again, I would yeah. I guess if I played the game, I would probably have a completely different view of it. But just on the explanation you gave, yeah, the part where you say you open the barn door and it goes to Dead Eye, and it's like your last stand, but you go yeah. down swinging. That gave me chills. That sounds incredible. The I kind of don't like how it kept going. The thing about that part in particular, this mm. was the part my first time ever playing games. I remember playing. I played this in Geelong when I was in in my share house mouth agape right he died he got killed and i went fuck i'll try again obviously i didn't get all the guys in my dead eye i'll try again Ugh. and there is no trying like obviously there's no trying again that's the part of the story i remember sitting that's there like, mouth agape Denial. like excuse me excuse me i just yes. went through this entire journey what are you saying that he dies so it's He's like the it's protagonist. like three different like, games here because die. you've got john knocks off all of his former gang and he goes back home. Yeah. How long does, like, that take? It takes as long as you want because there's a lot of side Oh, but just like, you, you know, you know, I mean, you could beat, like, Red Dead oh, like 2 in 10,000 hours, hours. hours, probably. Okay, so it's not 20. crazy yeah. long. No, no. Because no. that was my worry because when you kept saying, like, it had multiple endings, I, the game I think about is another game that I had at the anniversary this week, Witcher 3. I've never finished Witcher 3 because it has, like, 14 endings. 
Mm. You meet this guy. Oh, it's over. No, but you have to get in this boat. So oh, <laughs> there's one thing that I have to like highlight that that mm. like Red Dead really does, and I did this in the sequel as well. It's incredibly like moving for me when I was when I first witnessed it, um, because it's so rare to capture that sensation in a video game. Um, I've probably mentioned this before, but. Um, I think I mentioned it in my like top games ever list that we wrote yep. for storymodegaming.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well done. When you're, when you're in a, um, you're on a horse or some sort of like traversal method and you're going through and it feels like you're, you're there, you're somewhere, it, like it transports you. Yeah. In Red Dead 1, uh, you help uh, a lovely uh, Irish fellow who is, you know, obviously absolutely wasted. You help him cross the river over into Mexico um, and he lets you go. And he's like, you're a good man. Thanks for helping. See ya. And he just leaves you. And you're in Mexico where you've never been before. And you jump on your horse, which made over the, made a trip over with you on the boat. And you start riding. And when I first played this game, it was, uh, it was nighttime in Red Dead. And it started sort of ticking over into dawn. And as you're writing, the song Far Away by Jose Gonzalez starts playing. Um, and the lyrics are just so incredibly like powerful. The first things he says, step in front of a runaway train just to feel alive again. And it's like haunting and oh, quiet. It's just the two, geez. two instruments, his voice and the guitar playing. And you are running through this like morning Mexico where there is nothing there is nothing but like dirt and bushes you're just running through here there's nothing to be seen for miles around you are so isolated and like lonely and it like hurts it is it's incredible i've never felt that in another game and red dead nails that twice with once with that time obviously and the other time like lauren mentioned earlier when you're going home to your ranch and then similarly in Red Dead 2, there's a moment like that, which I'm sure we'll speak about yes. later. But incredibly powerful because it it shows, it doesn't tell, and it, it, everything it does, it, it does to build an atmosphere, which is better than any other game, like a Rockstar game at least, that I've experienced. 100%. 100%. Like, again, this is kind of skipping forward to Red Dead I've talked about how I like loneliness in games. I like feeling isolated. I feel like, I like feeling like if there is a problem, I'm the only person who can solve it right there and then. If I don't, I die. That's why I love games like Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Because like when your ship breaks in space and you you get out and it's just quiet and you feel yeah. so isolated and alone. You feel uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable, but it's kind of there's it's reassuring because you know that you're the only Thing with agency in the situation you're the only one who could control yeah. what's happening everything else is just fate mm. it just that is Absolutely. what's gonna be i they, love um, that yeah, but red not- dead 2 does it so well it's weighed down by a few other things but my best memories of my favorite memories of red dead 2 are just when you when you ride for long enough the music will change and you're just watching like the weather pass over and you mm-hmm. feel you you were there you were completely transported into this just you feel like the harshness of the reality of the story, but also the the wilderness. Like the actual environment is such a character in these games, and you feel it at those moments. You feel like such a small part of this grandeur 
of the landscape because even the people don't matter it's the landscape that is the biggest character to me in these sort of games mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and um yeah the thing that, like something about red dead um that really got me as well like in terms of the environment is everything is that i always felt like you always felt dirty playing it like you always felt like you were yeah. covered in a layer of dirt and like yeah. you stunk <laughs> you know like certain Certain missions in the game, like side missions or characters, just kind of sent shivers down my spine of how disgusting they were, like and creepy as well. Like there's the grave um, digger guy. There's What's this, his name? Yeah, shame. Sean Seamus. I don't know something like that. Sean I Miss. just Sean Miss. It's probably not even any of those to be honest with you. But he has this really weird pencil mustache on the side, and he's just disgusting. He, he robs graves. Um, I hear Lord, literally. Lord, kill him is right there. <laughs> Pencil thin, you can at least see that. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like permanent marker thick. <laughs> it is, yeah. No, it's right. You can do it's definitely fine. Um, <coughs> but, um, <coughs> like a couple of missions is um, one of the stranger missions at the start is um, this woman's husband goes missing, and you know that he's gone missing up in the um, the desert just up above. And you kind of you go there and you find these clues, you find it like a uh, um. You find a, a bit of blood and then you'll you'll go around and you'll find a leg and then all of a sudden you realise that there are cannibals up there and they've caught him and killed him and they're, they're eating it and now they're going to eat you too. So it was like one of those first missions where they turn around and you're like, um, you put your gun on him and you're like, okay, all right, all right, like back up, like, you know, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, oh, I'll eat you. <laughs> and he just like starts chasing after you and like, here you are as John Marsden, like just kind of not quite sure of the environment. Blur, I'll eat not- you. I'm a cannibal. Hey, Blur. Come, come here. Blur. Like, because it's kind of like quite at the start of the game, like it's very early on. You're still not quite sure of, like, you still don't have great weapons. You still don't have a, a great amount of stuff or experience playing as John Marsden. So I kind of feel like instead of just going, oh, boom, you know, he's dead, whatever, what a dumb mission. Like, you kind of, I, well, for me anyway, like, I kind of felt this vulnerability of like, I'm not experienced yet. Oh, wait. I just, and you're just running away and you're trying to reload this gun and you're trying to like, cause I don't think you even have dead eye yet. Dead eye comes in a bit later. Um, so you're just trying to run away from this dude who's, who's trying to chase you down and eat you. Um, but then like only I'll mention one more mission where, um, you, uh, you find an old man in a cabin, um, out in this, in the forest and you go in there and, oh, he's at the front, sorry. And he's like, listen, my wife's inside and she loves flowers and I just need a, a nice bouquet of flowers for her. So around the world, in different locations, you find different flowers, um, different plants. So you collect them all. Once you collect them all, you go back and you go, listen, sir, like, you know, hey, I found these flowers, you know, do you want them? And he's like, absolutely, my life, my wife would, is going to love them. Come into the house and you come in there and the wife's in there, but She's been dead a long time and she's just sitting on a chair like psycho style, just like propped up. And this like this camera of John going in there and you can kind of tell on his face that it's not pretty. And then it changes to her and it's her corpse and her mouth's hanging open and she's all withered and all like that. And it's just disgusting. And this husband's like, see, dearie, he's come with flowers, your favorite and all this. And it's just so creepy and disgusting. In the old man's defense, they didn't have TV back then. So what else the fuck are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> There's more, more room for this behavior. Yeah. If you go as John Marston, if you go nudge her, her head comes off and the husband goes, no, not again. 
Okay. Well, That's you, fine. You, anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> you brought up now. You brought up the the macabre side of of Red Dead Redemption, which is a good segue into Undead Nightmare, which is Oof, sort of a spin-off DLC. I mean, it came with its own disc, which surprising. It did, but it was a DLC standalone version. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in Undead Nightmare, John has to cure his family from a virus that's turned it all into various zombos, zombinis, zombinis. Johns. Um. With a little pouch. Do you guys play it? I have multiple copies of it, and I have not played it yet. Why do you have multiple copies yeah. of it? Um, I have a DLC version, and I've got a physical version as well. Okay. You guys may, even though you haven't played it. Sorry, Lauren, have you played it? No, I've watched playthroughs of it, but I never okay. got a hold of it. Well, you've watched playthroughs of it. Is it long enough to warrant own disc? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it's like, shit. It's, it's another, like, probably five to seven hour game, I'd say. At least. Pretty chunky. Damn, I really okay. love this because this established, like, at least in my mind, like a precedent, which more games have kind of followed since then, in that you don't have to release a whole brand new set of content or like whatever. Like, you don't have to read is fundamentally redesign all of your assets and do all of that extra development and stuff. Use what you've got, make some changes to it, change, like, I guess the fundamental, you know, way you're interacting with things. And really yeah. re-release it as something else. That's something that Ubisoft do with uh, their Far Cry games. So, you know, rotate the map, <laughs> release a new <laughs> type of Far Cry game. I Primal, fucking love that. Dawn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love like, that. The other one. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it also kind of, I'm pretty sure. So my my um, my old, my ex-sister-in-law used to play that a heap. So she played it a bunch and she told me all about it. But I was, I hate, I was never a fan of zombies and it took me a long, long time to like, they, they scare me. Out of everything, they scare me. So I remember watching her play a little bit, but I also watched more gameplay of it. Um, the thing about Red Dead, at least in the first one, is that you can't really be idle for too long, otherwise a cougar will come get you, you know? Like you really got to pause the game to not die. And in Red Dead and Undead Nightmare, the same thing, but instead of that, it's zombies who are mm-hmm. just shambling through the bushes. Like you'll be in the middle of the desert, you'll think you're safe, like it's nighttime, like there's nothing around you. But then all of a sudden you look in the distance and there are zombies just always coming for you. They're like, it's like, you, you're like, they're like heat seeking missiles and you're a big old fire, but they're just very slow. You know, I, I feel like that. But also I'm pretty sure um, the towns and settlements around, uh, you kind of rid them of zombies, but then they get infected again. I'm you pretty sure. Keep going back. Yeah. This yeah, settlement so gotta- needs your help. Yeah, like exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, Preston that kind of shit. You've got to go back and you've got to um, rid them of the zombies and all that. Um, but it, it was kind of weird. It was, it was. I, obviously, zombies are kind of supernatural, but it was even more supernatural than just zombies. I'm pretty sure it was like a curse. You had to go down yeah. to these catacombs or something to. There were like Bigfoots and shit like that as well. Like yeah. lots of different things. And you got to you got to get a horse that um. It was like a pest, the pestilence horse or something. So it was like a oh, gross. The horsemen of the apocalypse and stuff. I think you yeah. got horses for all, all four of them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it was cool. it was a really cool concept, but I was way too scared to play it. <laughs> too spooky for me. Red Dead, Red Dead 1 is, if you're like me, you're going to do like the vast majority of the content in the game before you put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And it was it was too much, and I just I couldn't pick the game back up again to go back yeah. into um, Undead Nightmare. Mm-hmm. 
too I, much. That's why I didn't play it. Luck. I remember seeing this everywhere, and it was it, it was this is my stupid brain working or barely working. When I saw it, it actually made me want to play Redemption less because I oh, I, really? I I thought this was a sequel. Mm-hmm. Just from looking at it, I assumed it was a sequel, and I'm like, oh, if that's the kind of direction it went, I'm like, ah, it's not. Not for me. Like, cowboys do nothing for me. Zombies do even less. I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my loss. My loss. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the one I did play was Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Came out in 2018 um, as a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. In this one, he plays off Morgan, part of the Vandalin gang, um, the aforementioned Vandalin gang, who are trying to to find their place in the world towards the end of the age of cowboys and, and gunslingers. Need more money. I I really like Dutch. He's a very he's very well acted. Look, so this is a very mm. big, big game. I'm just gonna throw it to you guys. I want to hear your opinions on the first, and then I'll kind of go through what I thought. Like compare it to your thoughts with the uh, you know, redemption. Healing mm. <sighs> ego. I, I, uh, I'll have a short thing to say here, I think. So I finished Red Dead Redemption 2. I liked it. I didn't love it in the way that I loved Red Dead Redemption 1, partly because it was more of the same, but also partly because it kept me from engaging with the game in the same way. The game itself kept me from engaging with it in the same way that I could with Red Dead 1 because it has... Um, and I'm sure we'll speak about this a lot. Clunky as fuck mechanics. Yes. Horrible controls. So that it makes it to, to the point where if you put the game down for a week, you cannot pick it back up again and just start playing and just pick up where you left off. I'm having this forgotten. exact issue now. Yep. Yeah. You, you've forgotten how to control your character. You can't even unhook your horse from the freaking tether post thing. Like, is there a button to take this game's head out of their own ass at some point? Like, I can't remember if that's right. Square or X or what. Mm-hmm. I would love that, Jesse, but there isn't. And that, and that created such a huge headache for me. But the story itself and the way it's told, it's a lot more serious, I think, than Red Dead 1 was. And I liked the not so serious missions, like that crazy lady who was super religious, who was kind of standing on the side of the road. And you're like, hey, do you want some help? And she's like, nope, I'm good. God will save me. <laughs> and you find a few more times. And then eventually you find a corpse just laying on the side of the road. God didn't save her. You don't re- you really get things that are as casual and like in passing quite the same in Red Dead 2. There are little stories. Um, and they've done such a fantastic job in Red Dead 2 of having things kind of just happen. It's, I don't know, this this stuff happens around you and it feels like the world is living. Um, whether it's like animals preying on one another or it's like bandits robbing some people, who some merchants who are traveling to a different town. They've done a really good job of that. But mm-hmm. in front of all of that stuff stands the controller and yes. your character and the animations and the, just mm-hmm. the general clunkiness. Well, you don't think it should take six yeah. clicks of a button to mount your fucking horse? <laughs> now, look, I, I, hot th- take, I don't <laughs> think it should. I am going to 
take a real sharp turn halfway through discussing Redemption 2. Because I'm going to get all the hatred I have, all the things I hate about it out, which, and there are a lot. I'm going to get them out of the way. And then I'll end it by saying, it's also one of the best games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It, right. it, it, it was annoying like that. because um, correct. <laughs> that's right. When you, it's funny that you mentioned the less serious mission, like this less serious tone of redemption, because I never had that. But then look, thinking back to Redemption 2, they were the missions I loved. Like that mission where you, you go out drinking with, I can't remember what his name is, but you go out drinking Lenny. with Lenny. With Lenny. You Lenny. go out drinking with him. Yes. That is one of the funniest missions. And it's uh, not, fantastic. it's not funny in the same way that like GTA is funny, because GTA is a little bit more abrasive and edgy in its humor. This was yeah. kind of wholesome. Just slapstick comedy, which yeah. became a bit more of a thing, at, uh, you know, towards end of the mission. But g- g- just going there, and you, this, there was a serious tone of Arthur just sort of being breaking through that, and then you're walking around the saloon and you're opening up doors. It's just like, and even it's the just text dumb is fun. Like the, yeah, the, the text oh, is dry. It's right. so good, mm. mm-hmm. but nowhere near enough of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was those think- missions and the Sadie Adler missions. Aside from that (laughs) goddamn hot air balloon. For every, um, for every, you know, the mission with the the scientist guy and like all the weird shit that's happening there, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. just two or three, like, uh, we gotta go raid some place kind of mission, or we gotta Mm -hmm. do something, we gotta break this person out of prison, gotta get some money. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, no, I agree. And I I kind of got over that. um, Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like I remember when I first started, like obviously going into it, because it came out at PAX, right? It came out PAX 2018 and I was at PAX and obviously I couldn't play it because I was at PAX the whole weekend. Um, and I got home, like literally got off the train, got, got out of the car, got home, turned on the Xbox, played it because it was already preloaded and pre-installed and everything like that. Um, and I already knew that the start was taxing when um, you're up in the mountains, you're kind of getting a hold of the story. But I just remember like, yeah, becoming completely overwhelmed with the amount of options that I had to do things like going into a building. And it was like, you want to open this drawer? Or do you want to take this? Or do you want to move over to the next drawer? And do you want to do that instead? And also do you want to pick up this part? And like, do you want to move your hand over here? And you want to, do you want to like itch your butt a little bit as well. And I was just like, I just, I don't, I don't, what? This is, what are you trying to do? I don't understand what I'm supposed to be, what I am like supposed to be doing. Like, am I meant to want to go and get like this thing of tobacco in the drawer or am I supposed to like keep moving? Am I supposed to collect everything and open every drawer? Like I wasn't quite sure what it wanted me to do. Um, but yeah, like uh, after, after that and kind of exploring the world, like I agree, like the lived in part of it was amazing. I, I think they yeah. did that incredibly well. Even, even when there are plenty of those kind of side characters or side missions and all that that are recurring, like I can't, there are so many people, so many people on the side of the road who have been bitten by a snake that I'd seen. And I was like, yeah. okay, I know this is like literally the same script and the same person, but like I was still okay with it. Or when you see a guy and he's he's dealing with his horse and you're like, what? how, how can I help you? And then the horse just kicks him in the head and he dies and you're like, oh, shit. All right. Oops. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I like going into it, obviously being a massive fan of the first Red Dead, I was a bit skeptical of Arthur Morgan because mm. the trailers kind of made him seem like a bit of a sketchy dude. You know, he didn't make him seem as wholesome as what he really was. 
Mm. Um, so going into it, yeah, I felt a bit felt a bit shady playing as as Arthur, especially because I was like, well, if Dutch is everything is in here, where's John? Mm. Um, and they're all talking about John like he's he's gone, you know, like at the start, like oh, you know, he he went off or like you know he's a a bit of a, a dark horse, and you're like, shit, okay, he's probably not in it because it was such a secret, like no one, it was never confirmed exactly, beforehand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go to find John, like like literally right at the start. And when I first heard him call out and I was like, that's a voice actor. That's the same guy. That's the same guy. Yeah. They got the same guy. And I was I was like, if they had gotten a different guy to play John, it would have ruined the entire game. It wouldn't have been right. the same. Yeah. Like cards on the table. The Who do you prefer, John or Arthur? Oh, don't let me choose. Gotta choose. One gets shot. One gets dead-eyed. I gotta go with John, man. Bang! Arthur's dead. Yeah, I gotta go with John. It's, it's John for me too. See, it's I think because I never played John. as really John, hard, yeah. I, I pick Arthur every day of the week. I didn't, I didn't like John in Redemption Two because I, I didn't have the way yeah, the story. Absolutely. So then, yeah. I think that's another thing. When I played the uh, epilogue, you're like, I'm John now. I'm like, oh, yay, yeah. great. Yeah, uh, I get, I, think, I get it. It's like it's like if GTA think, Five ended and it's like, oh, you're Trevor now for the rest. Um, uh, good. No, yeah, you know, you. you get to see you, you see the John that has lived through all of these experiences already in Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, you know, he's still kind of immature. He's still kind mm-hmm. of a bit of an, an annoying dick, a bit self-centered. Yeah. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I think as well, um, going back to the first Red Dead and them, them coming after you and saying, well, you only have to kill... Bill, Javier, and Dutch, and you're like, all right, that's cool. And then playing the second one, and your gang is fucking massive, it, it, and it's like, wait, like, why only these few people? Um, and I guess there was the thing of, like, he never he never told them about the other ones, you know, mm. the ones that did get away towards the end, the ones who Whereas, like Sadie, for example, Sadie. and Charles, like he yeah. let he let them go off and have their life, and he never spoke of them again. Mm. And obviously, that kind of came out um, in Red Dead because they weren't the ones that they were after in the end. It's like he saved them from that. No, I I gotta ask you, Jesse. Yeah, what do you think? What did you think? Of that left turn about two-thirds into the way of the game, more like three-quarters into the game, when all of a sudden you're no longer in freaking wherever the hell it's set. Oh, you go to Guama. Uh, (laughs) What what did you guys think of that? I didn't hate it because I I was getting... I wasn't sick of the world that we were in. Mm. Mm. I was sick of the mechanics within it. That will make yeah. it was making everything feel, feel very, very tedious. So I think I needed something new. Now did, the mechanics did not change while you're there, obviously, but the way you played for a moment did. Everything seemed a little bit fresh, and it made the really meandering mechanics sort of uh, forgivable for a moment. It, it needed just mm-hmm. a little distraction, so that was nice, and I think it, was, it came out at a nice point. Yeah. So do you think it was almost like the developers knew that, okay, people are falling asleep now. Let's give them a snap. (laughs) If they they knew, they would have done it a lot earlier because this game just became a slog to play at one point. Massive chore. I think 
it's one of those games that you keep playing because of the uh because I mean shit, it's a rockstar game. You play your well, rockstar you game. You play it really slowly. You can play it for four hours just hunting, and towards the end of it, you'll be like, "All right, one more thing," and then you'll come across a mission that'll propel you forward in the story just a smidge, and you'll be like, "Ooh, okay." But that's I'll the pick thing. it up again tomorrow. You want to <laughs> pick it pick it up because of the strength of the performances and the storytelling. Like the like there were so, so many good. things like yeah, the storytelling, the acting, the music. The yeah. music in this game is just phenomenal. I was listening to the soundtrack while doing my notes and it's like, oh, bring back a lot of I mean a lot of emotions right now. Um it, it literally literally just the difficulty in doing everything. A game doesn't have to be that deep mechanically. Mm. Because I make a game deep in its storytelling and its world building, but it doesn't have to be fathoms deep in, in its gameplay because that it just doesn't work. Especially, again, you think of Rockstar, you think of like GTA, a very accessible game. That game isn't super deep. Press triangle to get in the car, press R2 to drive it. Press L2 to aim, press R2 to shoot. It's simple. And it works as well on this specific topic. Okay, sorry guys, but I think Rockstar mechanically, what they do feels like us. Like shooting a gun in GTA 5 feels shit. Oh yeah. Shooting a gun in Red Dead 2, in Red Dead 1 even feels shit. It's not satisfying. There's no there's mm-hmm. not good feedback. So so much of all this good stuff is glued together with this like poor quality mechanical framework and you're like I'm not getting anything out of this, but the stuff that is good is so good that I have to it's push kind myself of like, through um, the crap. Yeah. Look, oh, since, since we first discussed this last year, and you, and Keelan, you pointed out like you know the the a lot of the the gunplay mechanics in Last of Us aren't great. After replaying it again, like I I kind of get what you what you mean. I think at times it it makes sense and can add to it a little bit, but it probably yeah. wasn't as good as I remember. I think GTA's very much the same. It is carried by the weight of everything else, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that brings me to an interesting point when it comes Bow to um, the uh, Dead Eye. Actually, agreed. So, You're right about that. I bow? just didn't use it very often. Bows in games always feel good because they should they should feel loose and clunky and well, kind of dopey, and they do. Yeah. Shout out to Fortnite. Bow in that Fortnite. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm good with it, guys. Then when you, you get are. a kill, it feels great. Tangible. It feels like it feels chunky. I don't know. Yeah, there's a certain weight into it. Um, well, going hunting and stuff, I loved the hunting and I loved um, how you get good pelts and stuff. But I was really annoyed when it was like um, the only way to get a perfect pelt is to kill it with this specific gun because I'd be like, well, the bow and arrow is not going to hurt it. Like, yeah, it does a hole. Well, like, I don't want to have to kill a rabbit with a varmint gun that costs me extra. Just let me get a bow and arrow. It'll be fine. Anyway, yeah. I love the bow. Okay, I got, I got a question for you around the gunplay mechanics in this game. And it, it's kind of a question about a few different things. That's in Fallout and Deadeye in Redemption. They were introduced yeah. to make up for mechanical short shortcomings of earlier generation consoles. They couldn't do certain things. So like, okay, how can we sort of make a shortcut? An interesting shortcut that empowers players to do badass stuff without us having to break the bank and break these systems with, you know, what we can and can't do. So back then, it makes sense. 
do you feel like systems like Deadeye and VAT just no longer have a place in games? I kind of do. I hate using VATs in Fallout now. It's like, what's the point? Can we stop leaning on VATs and actually make a proper, like, some proper shooting mechanics in your freaking games, Bethesda? Come on. Same um, with, Rockstar, with Rockstar, with, with Red Dead, at least. Let's um, get rid of the crutch. And just, it did kind yeah. of feel like it made it really easy if you come up against a bunch of a bunch of dudes and you had like yep. a big dead eye meter. Um, but I still think it's it's a cool extra mechanic to have, whether or not it's fully needed, and they could just get rid of that and flesh out the um the get the gunplay a little more, perhaps. But I, would, I still do enjoy it. I, I would honestly prefer it. it was like a QTE. It was only in certain certain parts of the game, kind of like when you open the barn doors. When it's like mm. thematically appropriate, and then you know different things will happen depending on who you shoot, where you shoot, but and stuff like that. That would be cool. Context with the barn doors, you think you have a chance. Yeah. If that had just come up for the first time, you would have been like, I don't know what the hell's. Obviously, you don't like. You'd be like, uh, yeah, that's fair. You kind of think you have a chance when the barn doors open, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't mind it being there, but I do. I did only ever use it when I'd come up and there'd be four guys and they'd, they'd jump out from behind a bridge and they'd be like, nah. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> Well, come to eat you, Blair. Pretty much. <laughs> nah. but it, it, I've got two responses, Jesse, yes. just quickly. Vats, no, keep Vats in because I play Fallout like uh, like a role-playing game. So if yeah, I have specialised in a specific type of like weaponry and I can hit them with 100% accuracy in Vats, I should be able to do so, not just blindly fire like an idiot, like, an, like I'm playing an FPS. But in Red Dead, um, I like Dead Eye because of the theory of being able to disable your enemies. So being accurate Ooh. enough to shoot the gun Get out the of their gun. hand. Mm-hmm. And the game yeah. does have that kind of detail in it. Like you can do that. But don't stuff, you feel more badass when you do means, it yourself? But it means nothing. Yeah, Not it, really, it, it because doesn't. Because you're, you're moving too fast to really you're be doing that it, kind it, of accurate. It's like accurate. a fluke. If anything, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, good. Yeah. You know, you, you did it. I'd rather exactly. a fluke than a roll of the dice. Now, again, I'm not saying, okay, maybe I came in a bit harsh. I'm not saying get rid of it because I understand that a lot of people prefer. I understand the accessibility context behind it as well. But I, I feel like these games, I'm mainly talking about Fallout here, but just because Dead Eye reminds me so much of that. I feel like they lean too much on the system. And because of that, they don't then think, oh, we should make the actual basic gunplay good as well because it yeah, doesn't evolve. The, the base of your point in that, like, all these games need to have better, like, core mechanics. Like, please, guys, just ba- basically make it Destiny but and it the in game your game. Easy. Like, that'd be great. Like, in a game, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is all about survival and you have to do all these, like, little tiny things for your horse and, you know, just tiny little minute details but then when it comes to a, a gunfight the complexity is out the window for roll, for you know rolls of the dice and mm. i felt really easy because i i think i died maybe twice in that game for the whole thing mm. um well, as a result the, of a gunfight i i fell off a lot of cliffs that uh, that game as well like the um um the dead eye system you can you can set like where the target is and it gives you pretty granular control of it right and you'll you'll hit that target every time when you're using Deadeye, which is great. Um, but 
the auto aim system that is on by default and i'd wager the way that the vast majority of players played the game is also so freaking accurate yeah there is There's zero no point. challenge you just aim shoot aim shoot aim shoot like you're alternating between your trigger buttons there's no point there's no challenge there's i also another complaint i have is game. in a game that puts so much effort into you know the gunfight stuff like that. i mean you're a cowboy it's full of gunslingers and such because it's the wild, wild west and there was like two different guns you could have. You could upgrade your guns and get all these different attachments stuff for them. But they were all essentially the same thing. Yeah, they were the same mm-hmm. thing. They, none of them felt different. They felt like there was no like beefy, cool gun. It was like, here's a rifle, here's a different rifle. That's exactly it. And that's, why I, that's why I turned yeah, off thing. the auto-aim because I assume when you modify your weapon, it's going to feel different. It doesn't. No. It feels the same, and the the actual mechanics of aiming and shit, it's still bad, regardless of what type of weapon you're using or what upgrades or whatever you're using. It all feels bad. And it's like one of the things, like, oh, this this um attachment or upgrade or whatever makes it uh, more powerful and more accurate. Cool. If I use Dead Eye, I'm going to shoot him in the head anyway, and th- they died instantly before. They die quicker now. Like, what am I up to? So that was a part of the games that I didn't like. The combat in the game. Pfft, get rid of it i would have rather just skipped those combat sections for the, like they were exciting at part times but whatever it was those moments of survival now the part of the, i lost except for near the ending now again spoilers ahead your horse canonically dies at the end okay but before that i i i had two horses the entire game and when I lost my first horse, I almost fucking bowled my eyes out because it was such a nothing moment. I was riding along, and I remember this. I can close my eyes and see the moment, and it hurts. Coming to the town off, it's like three o'clock in the distance. There's a storm rolling over there. I'm riding my horse towards that town, and the ground just drops out, and I couldn't see it. I fall. I don't care how much damage Arthur's taken. Arthur is nothing to me in this moment. My horse just doesn't move. And me and my partner, our, our jaws just dropped. We had named him Dangus. Because I don't know why. I call all animals Dangus. Little Dangus wasn't moving. And there's that moment where you have to take the saddle off it. And you have to walk to town. And that's when the storm breaks and it starts raining on me. And I just sat Arthur down. You know you can drink in the game. I just sat down. Had him drink it and watch the storm roll over. And I was like welling up with tears. I had formed such a bond to this horse. It hurts me now. Well, did you like, <sighs> did you pet it and feed it and take care of it? Or was it just a mode of transportation? No, I looked after it. I looked after it because I'm yeah. just like, this this mechanic, like, it, it felt like a genuine partner in the game. Without that horse, I am yeah. dead. Without this, without this horse, this game doesn't work. So I, I felt like I owed a lot to the horse. I had, it felt yeah, so. You're, you're right. It had a I loyalty lost a horse to it. Really far out, and without a horse, I was like, I might as well just turn the game off. Exactly, like, you're done. It's like mm. there's no point. Of it. I, and I guess that's how it would have been, basically, in, in 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 the cowboy times. If you don't have a horse and you're far out, you're done. Like it's game over. You need to rely on this thing, and the game did a really good job Accurate. in creating creating this relationship with it. And I'm not even sure why that relationship became so tangible. Just in every other game where I've had a horse, I'm thinking like, you know, Breath of the Wild, Metal Gear Solid Five, stuff like that. When you have a horse, various horses that die, I'm like, all right. 
Because all it Let's was was a mode of transport. One. You jump on it, you ride around, you jump off it. I think because Arthur one- has such a loving relationship with the horse, you know, like he he. I think that's it. He pets it and he calls it by gender at yeah. least, and <laughs> for a majority of it. He's and nice. I mean, that, that, those male horses had big balls that shrunk in the cold. Rockstar was very very you know, a lot of attention to detail there. Very thorough. Millions yeah, very of thorough. dollars spent on that. Yeah. True. Horse dick um, technology. Yeah, I don't know, like. See, for me, that's, I'm... That's what HDR stands I for, was, horse stick realism. <laughs> Every time people, like, only ever had two horses or whatever, Josh had, he had, he got, uh, he had, like, whatever first horse you get or whatever. And then the first kind of one he went and got was, like, a Palomino, which is, like, the golden coat with the white mane and tail. He got a Palomino. He called it a Pona. And he had that... The whole game. Oh, that, and I was just like. That ending would have hurt. I had about 50 different horses because they were disposable modes of transportation. I rode them <laughs> off mountains. Wow. I, I went through rivers. I was like, let's see how far we can go. That is actually depends. <laughs> You're a monster. The this human glue factory that has lawn reclaimed. Knocking off horses. Go to the glue factory, and he won't For get someone to who loves up. horses so much, you sure hate horses. If you really ki- if you killed any more horses, would have a public I holiday named after you. They can break. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to see how far those little legs can take them before they collapse in themselves. And they You're testing out horseshoes. You want to see how far you can push them. Yeah. Well, it look. It depends. Um, Monster. because obviously you can stable a few of them. I would go out to the wilderness and find like specific breeds like specific um like mustangs and whatever like that and i i'd get those ones they were great but then so i would be really careful with with when i first got them when i was first got the ones that i really wanted and then after a little bit you just kind of see how far you can push it rolling down a mountain or like (laughs) running into trees lauren this isn't (laughs) a child it's a horse you can't just do these things you can't just shake it and see how much it screams. Um, yeah, no. Horses are too know. heavy. I don't know. I think maybe um, coming from the first Red Dead. And obviously, when your horse canonically dies, it was a horse I'd had for quite a while. Um, I think his name was Dumpling. Bullshit. And his name was 36. <laughs> He's gone through 35 yeah. before. Yeah, basically. Oh, um, Dumpling. Oh, Dumpling. But, you know, like... I think going, uh, you, you know, in GTA 5 or GTA games, when you get bored and you follow the rules, like the, the laws of the road, and you see just kind of how far you can get. In Red Dead, I would check out the physics engines of going off the cliffs with the horses, especially with the horse and carts. So you get the horse and cart, you do like a really big running start, and then you jump out at the end and you watch them tumble and see how far they can Why are you because playing Red Dead like time, Just Cause? Because some of the time they would live, they would tumble a whole bunch, and then, like, for some reason, the the AI was just like, this one can live. And it would get up, and it would just trot away, and you'd be like... Mm. Just imagine you in, like, a white, like, lab coat with, like, a notepad. And you, and you, <laughs> like, and, and you have, like, dynamite on a horse, and you blow it up, it's like, test 48. Horse dead. Yeah. Not compatible with dynamite. But... On to the next. There were some, there were some really shit times when, like, I really... I got a really good one that I, I fought for, you know, and it just died in a dumb way. Like it got stuck. Um, there was this like little tiny trickle of a waterfall and I was like, okay, I could go on this long path 
or I can get down here. I reckon I can get there. I've got horse reviver. I've got horse steroids, whatever it is. It's cool. And it done the trickle and it gets caught. It does a tumble. It makes out this horrible kind of noise, but then it just doesn't ever get up. And I'm like, horse reviver, please. Cause that only happens when it's like, when, when it's not, it's at like 90% health, you know, like it's not fully dead. And it just, it got stuck under a rock and it was doing the whole like weird glitchy shaky thing it does. Uh, yeah. And I was oh. like, come on. And I think when you kind of get to that point, you just see them as disposable. Yeah. I think when the, the world know? killed them then. Yeah. When the world kills them, you're just like, whatever. And then yeah. you go find a random one. You, you, you go up to a random cowboy, you pull them off the horse and you're like, this is your horse. I don't care what happens to it. See, I, Either way. Ah, you bring okay. a, a you know? point though about the game. So this fell into the same problem that, GTA 4 had with Nico coming in like you know Nico's like oh I'm new to America I'm just trying to live a normal life I, I just want to be happy but then in between missions you're going around with a rocket launcher and you're killing you know you're blowing up taxis it doesn't make sense in line with the actual narrative that's being told here yeah. kind of similar with this game which I, I know that Arthur do these games yeah but I, I know that Arthur is um I know he's like an outlaw and stuff like that but he's not he's a He's a, he's a good man, okay? Because apparently being a good man in, in the, the cowboy days is the biggest thing. It's only could be a good man now, but like, all right, I don't care. <laughs> cool, you, do? you're wrong, but thank you. Um, <laughs> so, you you know, you want to be, uh, I, I don't want to be part of the outlaw life anymore. I don't want to be going around killing innocent people. But you can, and you do at times. There was a time where I was getting really, really angry, angry with the game and how much time was taking away from me and like had nothing was happening. So yes, I was stringing people up next to the crocodiles and the swamps and letting the crocodiles eat them. I'm getting, I'm getting a real kick out of it too. It was fun, it. <clears throat> but it just like it broke that flow of the game like, a little bit at that point. It's like the dastardly achievement when you, you tie them up it, and you put them on the train tracks. Know? Yeah, there's oh, there's yeah. one in Red Dead One where if you tie up a woman and put the woman on the train tracks and get a run over by a, a train, which it, it literally it's so because you do it to go see what happens and the train hits them and it's just like a cloud of red that comes out and just Oof. you hear the kind of noise and then all of a sudden pops up five gamer score dastardly. <laughs> it's like yeah, um, yeah, see, <laughs> like I really do yeah. think he's right that, there, like- and you're like, oh, I meant that, but thank you, but I didn't. Didn't expect to be rewarded for it. <laughs> sorry, sorry to be like a wanky, but I really do think that 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 Ludo narrative dissonance is built into Rockstar's core game design philosophy. Yeah, like it's part of the games that they make, and it's part the of why they're so successful. That Josh is going crazy right now. The fact that you mentioned Ludo narrative dissonance. I hate it, but it's <laughs> it's a real thing. And um, it's it's just so key to their experience. It just it feels so. You can do that. There's so, a, yeah. one character in a GTA game where it makes sense what they do. No matter what they do, it makes sense, and that is Trevor from GTA Five, who I <laughs> fucking detest. I can't stand. Brothers. There is nothing about Trevor that is remotely likable. The moment I can stop playing as him, I'll go back to uh, Michael or Franklin. But that's Franklin, just my favorite. I kind of like I kind of like what, Michael because it, why why is he just his actions justifiable? They're not justifiable, but they, they're in line with his character. His missions and his motives were as psychotic as you could play him between missions. 
he like in his cutscenes he was psychotic. Like he would go around with a rocket yeah, launcher. Yeah, he was torturing people. <laughs> he was killing yep. people for fun. So when you do that outside of his missions, it makes sense. But when you're like uh, Franklin, who's like, I just want to make you know get money and live a good, you know, happy life kind of thing. But then you go around just sniping people on top of the building. It's like, mm, well, that's not a good step towards that. And Michael's like, oh, I've got a family. My son's a bit of a shit. Also, I put a bunch of mines out of outside of this. Uh, Right next to this highway. See what happens. Didn't work. Yeah, that's well. That's because Trevor is Rockstar's attempt at being meta, and that's he's the yeah. player. You know, his character is the player, and how you do things. But there's nothing. Yeah, I guess there's nothing like that in the Red Dead games. So that kind of stuff takes you out of it a little bit more. But I mean, I I don't play those games like that. I don't. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a mode where you can do that, and it is within character. Red Dead Online. Well, I wanted to bring up Red Dead Online. Have you guys stepped into the world of Red Dead Online? I played a lot of Red Dead Online in the first one, but not not Red Dead Two. Kels, I've played Red Dead um, Two Online very briefly. Did not like where it was going, and decided you were to done? never pick it up again. It didn't come out what at launch. What did you like about it? Was it, it story or was it... It was more like- of the mechanics that I didn't enjoy interacting with, number one. <clears throat> and uh, number two, <laughs> um, other players who mm. would troll the shit out of you Trash. and just ruin whatever you were trying to make happen, they were ruining mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There was... Um, in, in the Red Dead 2 one, is it the same as the original Red Dead Online where you start off... You basically start off with the donkey. That's a really slow, shitty horse. So in Red Dead, the first one, you can get donkeys from Mexico and they're like, they're a horse, you can ride them, but they're really slow and they're really awful. Can you actually ride a donkey in real life? Yeah. Yeah. They use as pack animals, man. I didn't know there was such common knowledge. I thought you could only ride a horse or a camel. Donkey or a mule? Hmm. Which one? Which one? A mule. Are they Good the choice. same? They are not. They're, They're not. not the same animal. Um, uh, and then, like, there's this sickly horse. So it's a horse, but it's really skinny and sickly. And that's, like, your second – like, it's basically you rank up. You rank up and you get the donkey. And then you rank up and then you get the sick horse. And then you rank up and then you get the, your starting horse, which is, like, a random – like, a just the boring ones, the Morgans, you know, the Morgan horses that no, are just not 100% slower than the rest certain. of them. I was still doing yeah. missions when I, I played that, that one. Um, but <clears throat> my understanding is it's basically GTA Online, so it works. No, thank you. Not the, the reason I didn't play no. is because it didn't come out at launch, did it? No. no. There was a slight delay there, which, you know, fair enough, don't rush it to come out. But I mean, when it came out, there was also it was quite basic. And it was one of those things of, you know, wait a few months and there'll be a lot of content yeah. here and you can play it. And they just, like they just we discussed with Red Dead, though. It's um, the, you take a break from that game, and you can't get back into it. The mechanics are too complex for its own good. That's why. Well, it's um, I, it's free for Game Pass now. Red Dead Online, mm. free on Game Pass. Oh, I can see the gears turning in your head, Jesse, about when to stream it. So maybe. Oh, and I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I don't want to see Lauren fucking murdering horses. Murder horses. <laughs> I'll get my lab coat and just pad and just. You will bullet the- through the horse's ear. <laughs> Results inconclusive. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, You've come a long way from your uh, time in the prop department for the Godfather film, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So I don't want to put in the bed, but I will tell you, I have this real life horse head in the boot of my car. If you want to borrow it, I will need it back. From previous experiments. <laughs> previous yeah, experiments. Like, listen. Well, so I only yeah. made it halfway down the hill. Before we wrap up, <laughs> do we think we're going to get a Red Dead Redemption 3? And if so, or, you know, something else in the Red Dead universe, it could be Revolver 2, it could be Undead Nightmare 2, who the, who the hell knows? But what do you want from it? What do you want taken I'd, out of it? I'd love to, but I don't... I mean, look... I think the the cowboy era, the Old West, is like a really fascinating set piece, you know. Mm. Um, so I, I'd be happy with another another game like it, um, to be honest. But in terms of like Arthur, John, Jack, etc., I think that one's done. Like it's just done. Yes. It's done now. Finish. Don't touch it. Um, I think I know that the voice actor for Sadie was like, I'd oh, love to be the main. I was going to say, would you play a Sadie yeah. Adler game? Red Dead Three. That could be cool. I would 100% yes. play say say the Adler game because she just felt badass. She was pretty badass. Um, she was pretty badass. Uh, so there, there's always been a... There is a tricky thing with Western... Like Wild West games and media. Mm. That was like a very, very xenophobic time. Mm. And a lot of people who weren't enemies were seen as enemies then. So in these games, it's natural to make missions fighting, you know, the indigenous people or stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I don't, nah, I'm good. <laughs> that ain't for me. Like, I can't like this character so much if they're being like, just extremely hostile towards other races. <laughs> mm. it, it's such that a is- weird balance to make a likable character in a time where the the quote unquote like heroes of the time were monsters. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like Red Dead 2 having a character like Charles who is half native and um, them going and helping. They did the same in, in the first Red Dead, but I can't quite remember what it was. I do remember it ends in a massacre of the native people, but oh, yeah, I think you were working with them, kind of like what you do in Red Dead 2, how you work along with them to get their land back. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. But, Man, there's a lot of that game. Holy shit. It's a very interesting thing because at the same time, like if you play a character to be a, if you if you played Arthur to have him have low honor, which honestly, my Arthur had low. Because you killed every horse fucking horse you found. Holy this, shit! It makes sense. But I wasn't that bad. I really did help. I helped a lot of yeah, people. You helped. I, I you helped the of, pet food industry with all the fucking bodies you gave them. I gave Pierce a lot of meat. <laughs> I had to feed our settlement, damn it. Listen, no one else is going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they have those missions in there where it's like, but look, we're helping them. But we still also, yeah, like to throw apples at the interracial couple. That's Bioshock, but, you know. I, I do oh, yeah, think, you know, there's, there's also that there's the whole white saviour complex thing happening there as mm. well, and it, it's it's real messy. Um, when you involve that, which is why, you know, I, I'd say probably wisely for the time they they steered away from stories like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these types of games and then focused on key aspects where, you know, you you can make your characters do the right thing and make them not look like shit. Yeah. Um, but that's very difficult. Honestly, 
I don't do, think you well. would be able. I don't think you would even notice if you went through a game like Red Dead and they didn't have any racially driven missions. You know, I don't think you would notice if it was if it was all like let's go get the bad guy and the bad guy is this character, like just a stand-in person of any race or gender or whatever. I don't think you would notice. I'd really notice if we were in an open world and you just didn't see anyone who looked different to your white dude character. Oh, absolutely. Stand out. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, see, I, the reason I brought this up is because, like I said before, the game that I played more when Revolver came out was Gun. I was watching the footage of Gun. I'm like, oh, oh, that's rough. <laughs> There's some stuff in that game which was questionable at best. Um, so I, I think Redemption 2 avoided a lot of that. I think some of the. Uh, Unfortunately, some of the player base found their own ways to be awful in that game online and stuff like that, but that's just a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it get re- revisited, but holy shit, if they do simp- just simplify the, the gameplay, I want it to be one that's button to get on my horse. You know? That's it. <laughs> just little things You're like that. Just right. A game can Pick be super friction. detailed um, and, and deep. I'm thinking like almost like a Death Stranding, where it's like you need, you need to change your boots sometimes. Stuff like that. But and, and that's like over the top detail, but changing those boots took was pretty easy. And you rarely mm-hmm. had to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like mm-hmm. Redemption 2 just went a little bit too far for me. But hey, that's just me. I don't know the storyline for a lot of people more than made up for it. And also, I can't remember what that song is, but when you leave them on the campsites and that song play when you when you're moving campsites, yeah. there's yes. like a really long moment one. where the song plays. I think it's the same guy that you mentioned before, Keelan. Could do the song in Redemption in... I don't remember. Where it is. But there's... The Mexico song. Yes. Uh, there's a song that plays and it is just awe-inspiring. It is one of the most beautiful things of any uh, in, in game. And it, it's... Uh, yeah, there's so much emotion packed into just visually and the loneliness of your of you and the horse there. It's really, really cool. It's really impactful. I'd really like... Um more of that because mm-hmm. that that's magical and like both red dead redemption games that i've played have captured that on more than one occasion like there is mm-hmm. that's something <laughs> you have to make a, a set part of your repertoire as a game developer but yeah you've got to take that friction out like i can't i can't have to study your systems to learn how to play the game yeah. if i it. don't play it for a week that's that's basically it. take out the friction um give us a story about sadie or um yeah just do that just, just give us a story about red sadie. dead Make sadie it easier to charles. interact with the world sadie or charles Fuck yeah. both of them i'd love it yeah but both of them let's wrap it up then look if rocks have some stuff to say about red dead we'll be be sure to talk about it but we'll wrap it up there so if you want to hear us talk about you know we do talk about other games in red dead uh, we are on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review. Reviews are super important to us to help spread spread the good word. Um, as always, a big thank you to Fan Critical Podcast Network for all their their love and support. You can go check out their podcast as well. You can check out all of our stuff at StoryModeGaming.com. Getting a bit of a facelift at the moment. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at StoryModeAUS. We are on Twitch at StoryModeAUS, where you can stream our various playthroughs and such 
Um, we also record these podcasts live, so if you want to join us in on join in with us on them, that made sense. We do them every Sunday evening, so come check that out. Um, and also we're on Patreon. If you want to chuck a couple of dollarinos our way, just uh, search for Fan Critical, and you'll get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. But with that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I say I say good night to the rest of my gang, the Vandalin gang. Lawn Keelan, thank Need you. More money. Oh, 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 my oh, Mr. Vandalin. <laughs> Just changed the voice completely there, didn't I? Uh, thanks for joining in. Hope you guys had fun talking about that. Oh. Thanks, um, I realized that we didn't even get a horse review from you, Lawn. Oh, no, um, I think we have to save that. I think we have to save it for a special. We're going to do okay. a, a full episode on the horses of video game. It's going to be like a calendar, it's going to be like the firefighters. <laughs> You can't just put this out there and then not do it. Um, so you know. Maybe the person I... I mean, yeah, sure. But I am questioning it after you said how many horses you've murdered. That just means I have experience with the different types of I think you're going to rate them on, like, gait, not how well it takes a bullet to the chest. Well, I mean, they all have decent gait, but this... You know, sometimes you... You're, sick. You're you sick, sick person. But with that, thanks for listening. Hope you had fun. We'll catch you next time. Go play some games. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.